podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Nina Kowser Show. Um, we've had quite a break from football and some people would see it's a good thing, you know, just to take that moment away. It's not been a great season and, you know, waiting was, was this massive game against Manchester City at the Etihad. Could the Reds do something? Could they, you know, respond to all the bad results? Could they egg? It finished 4-1 at the Etihad. It was absolutely embarrassing. It was absolutely disappointing. And um, it was a real, real struggle um, for me to even get guests for this for this podcast because I think people anticipated how this would go. Um, but I did get a couple and now hopefully I've got some callers as well. But let me introduce my guests. First up, I am delighted to be joined by my Euro Incision podcast co-host, <laughs> uh, Guy Drinkle, Guy, welcome back. We're going to have to do Euro incision in the Europa League, aren't we? No, no, no. Hopefully, hopefully we finish like tenth or something. Anyway, uh, the last time you and I spoke was actually on the Euro incision podcast. That was the last time, obviously, uh, we we were actually involved in the game. But how are you feeling, my friend? Um, a bit depressed, a bit upset. But at the same time, I did think they would win 4-1, so I got a prediction right. Yay! You've got to take the small victories, right? You've yeah. got to take the small victories. And you know what? I'm going to intro the second guest because, you know what? An absolute legend, you know? Um, came in last minute. It's early for her. And she still managed to watch that 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 game. And she she's joining us on this podcast, so um, it's an absolute honour to have Lisa Marie back. Lisa, you're a legend. I just thought I'd just put that out there. Oh, Nina, you're so kind. Um, we'll say that I was up. I don't know how well, closely I was watching, especially in the second half, just because it wasn't really worth watching now, was it? Um, but no, happy to join you and Guy. Um, always glad to chat with you both. Just wish it was in a more positive light. Absolutely. Um, I, that's that's the thing, isn't it? And I feel like we've had a fair few of these um horrendous results and performances to kind of um you know chew the fat off um this season. But first off, um, first off, let me go to our caller. I think it's Kieran joining us again. Kieran, welcome to the NKS show. Oh, thank you, Nina. No, it's a pleasure having you on. Um, take it away. The floor's yours. Uh, well, it was uh, just another depressing day watching Liverpool. Um, you know, we uh, we go 1-0 up and, you know, and then you're thinking, you know, maybe, just maybe we could get something here. And then that hope was wiped out in an, um, in a, in an instant. Um, I thought the second half. Jesus Christ, it was absolutely shocking. Um, I, I just I just can't believe the lack of fight, the lack of urgency in this team. It's quite scary at the moment, and um, like you said before, um, I hope uh, Guy is up for doing a podcast on a Thursday night, because I think that's as good as it's going to get, I'm afraid, at this point. It's really, really depressing that, Kieran. Um, I think a lot of people will echo what you said, and you made some good points there about the game, and we'll certainly, certainly cover them and discuss them. But thank you so much for calling, Kieran. and no thank problem. you, Thank you. Yeah, for sharing your thoughts. Right, so that was Kieran, our first caller. Um, we'll see if we can get some more on. But in the meantime, it's just myself and Guy. Some really good points there by Kieran, but we'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to come to Guy first. Actually, I think I want a group discussion, so we'll just talk together. Um, 
team lineup, were any of you surprised at that? I really wasn't, given the fact that he Klopp's got no wiggle room. There's absolutely uh, nowhere where he can go. I, I was not surprised by it, but I'll, I'll never... I know it's the midfield that won, uh, beat United 7-0, but I'm never going to look at the midfield and think Henderson on the left and Elliot on the right is ever going to be the right Agreed. decision. It just, I, yeah. I know it's... Who was on the bench? Arta, Milner? I don't even know if Jones was there. I don't really care no, at this stage. I, it's... Oh, it's Jones never, was there, wow. Was he? Oh, God. He oh, didn't he even was. get on. He didn't even get on. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> It really does. It's that's never that's. Ne- I don't care if you don't trust. I don't care that Arters doesn't exist. I don't care that Jones doesn't exist. They midfielders. Elliot's not a midfielder. Henderson's never played left centre mid in his life, and he can barely play. But he can't play right centre mid anymore anyway. So I don't care. I just don't care if you only trust them three midfielders at the club. It will never work. We are playing Manchester City. Manchester City at the Etihad. It was never going to work. And even when we were winning in the first half, the midfield was still dog shit. I just don't care that he only trusts them three out of the midfield. And it's his fault we only trust them three because he's left he's left them there for years, apart from Arto, who doesn't exist. It, yeah, it was the team I thought he'd pick, except maybe Darwin, but he might have been more injured than I thought, or people thought. Um, but no, that that midfield that midfield's never going to be the correct answer, answer, other than what is Liverpool's shit as possible midfield. <laughs> Completely get what you're saying, and Lisa, I'm going to come to you. I mean, same question to you about the team lineup, and oh, you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on on the midfield as well, and what what guys said there. For me, I, I do agree with Guy. We know it doesn't work. But then if he starts throwing in the likes of Jones and Oxlade and does everyone's gonna think he's nuts. And then he I think he'd rather I think it's the case of the unfamiliarity against Man City that would absolutely freak him out. Like I you know, I don't agree with it, but I get why he went with his safe bet. Cause it might just pay off for him. It obviously didn't. But you know well, what I, I mean. I agree. I mean, okay, first no, I was I was not surprised at the lineup. I mean, granted, I didn't have a whole lot of time to to look and ponder at it. I basically glanced at it just before. It, but no, it it didn't surprise me. It was pretty much what I expected to see. Um, you know, I I didn't I knew Nunez was carrying that little bit of an injury, so you know, thought maybe he might start, but maybe not. But but not seeing him start didn't necessarily catch me by surprise. But yeah, as far as the midfield, you know, it is. It, I yeah. Um, we're in this mess, aren't we? We know we're in this mess. It's just a mess. Yeah, and I mean, you're right. It's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. I mean, honestly, though, at this point, I am like, you know what, Chuck, Arthur, and and Jones, and whoever in there, and just let's see. I mean, if if we're if we're fighting an uphill battle anyway. You know, you know, let Artur be able to say that he played a match in a Liverpool shirt against Man City, you know, as a war story one day, and give Jones the experience, you know? I mean, he, that's, um, I mean, we could have a whole other podcast on, you know, on his lack of development and, and all the other, but, but yeah, I am almost of, of an opinion at this point in time that, you know what, what we've been trying to do all season hasn't worked, so why not try something different? You never know. And you know what, Bob? The opposition not expect it. You know, it sneak attack. Um, you know, and it, it might give us that little bit of ground to, to have in players that they aren't expecting to see. And it allows us to pick up, you know, we'll take any advantage at this point in time. I'll take anything. Well, you know what, whilst you've been speaking, I, you've kind of swayed me now in, in the sense that, well, Bud said it. He had to throw him in, and he's he's probably been our best midfielder this season. And it you worked. know, so yeah. yeah, and it worked. So um, Other than you running know, the kid to the ground, and he's now injured. But yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I completely get it. And you know, maybe the unfamiliarity might have thrown um, uh, Man City and their world class midfield off. Who knows? Um, uh, we'll never know. But you know what? Let's go to my second caller, JC Tyrone. Are you there? 
Hello, Nina. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, another um, pathetic performance today. Um, I don't. I wasn't really expecting much out of that team. You know, especially with the difficulties in midfield. But I, um, I had accepted maybe not getting top four this season. You know, well, halfway through the first part of the season, you know, it looked like it was going to be a challenge, but to not get top four and play like this for the rest of the season is just, it's, it's going to be unacceptable. I think that, I don't know that it's not Liverpool anymore. You know, it's, you know, even a bad teams down through the years, we always, we always went into the game thinking we had a chance and, 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 you know, but way worse players than that's on the field now give better performances, you know? But I, I don't know, it's just so inexcusable to be going out and playing to be playing games of football like that. Um the, John, what bothers club... you more? What bothers you more? Is it the result or the performance? It's just the attitude, I think, the complete attitude ah. of the team, even you know, not not buying a midfielder in January. You know, you know The collective attitude of the team, of the cl- of the club. Yeah, you know, the trench attitude's been really bothering me. Um, I, I see the Dutch team are having some thing, issues with Van Dyke and his attitude as well. It, you know, it was on Twitter during the, during the week. Uh, Klopp's attitude to, you know, people, the journalists bringing up the, the absolute obvious and Klopp, you know, kind of giving the, giving the dead eye and saying there's nothing wrong or, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't ask players to leave the club, you know. You know he wants players to stay around. It's just it's it's not Liverpool. It's not the, the Liverpool's the greatest team in the world. We need to be, you know. There's perfect example today, and you know when Pep was celebrated. Did you see Pep celebrating the first goal in front of Costas? Mm-hmm. He, he jumped. Costas should have knocked him straight the fuck out, and you know punched him straight, in the, or at least pushed him, you know. We he just stood there and smiled at him and walked past. You know, there's no, there's no fight. You know, there's no bite on this team anymore. It's just so tepid and it's just not the Liverpool I'm used to. You know, and I've, it's I, as I said before, I've seen way worse t- Liverpool teams playing and worse managers playing way better football. So it's just, it's just tough watching. You know, but I here. Um, I said, and I and this club game management, the four man substitutions. I don't know why or where this came out of. It's just so pointless. It's just, it's just, it's just so dead. It just reeks of desperation. You know that form, that four man substitution came on, and we just looked lost and worse. So it's, it's. I don't know. I, I'm not going to jump on the club bandwagon, but I don't, I don't think transfers are going to fix this anytime soon. I do. I, I think honestly, I think we're going to be. Sitting here this time next year and fifth or sixth, you know, with the same problems, you know. But here, uh, back to you guys. Just uh, it's good to hear you and keep up the good work. No, thank you, um, uh, JC Tyrone. I think there was a lot of thoughts there, and you you managed to articulate them really well. And we'll get through them, and we'll definitely talk about them. And just in in the long run, I think your your points were sound. I'm gonna come to Lisa. Lisa, I mean, you know. There's plenty to talk about, and obviously both Kieran and JC have made some really good points, and I'm sure we'll talk through them, but we've got to kind of focus on the game as we speak. And, I mean, it really was, it was, and there's something that Guy touched on as well, like even when we were playing well, the midfield was rubbish and we weren't great. I mean, for me, when I kind of look at that first half just in general, I thought we just had a few flashes of goodness in moments in that first half. I don't think we were good in that first half. I think we were kind of holding on and the odd moment we were allowed to break and do something. We ha- I don't think we were in control. I don't. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Um, and, and I will say it felt as though that first goal came at, at the right time um, mm. because I felt like we were, we, were ho- we were losing what little foothold or control that we had. I mean, I was, I was just anticipate getting a goal at, at any minute and you know it, it felt that when Mo scored that goal that you know that gave us a little bit of momentum and and I thought okay I believed I believe for a short period of time I think that's what hurts even more um because I went in with 
no belief that we were going to get anything out of this match. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, but you're right. I think, you know, we we held our own, if you will. And I say that with the very thinnest of margins in the first half. And and then it just fell apart in the second half. You know, if we're going to have just a, a general overall view of, of the match. Um, that second half was just hard to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Guy, what did you make of the first half? Because to me, it did feel... Like, I thought City started off really well. And then I felt like we were kind of finding our rhythm a little. We were trying to familiarise ourselves. It kind of gave me a lot of shades of maybe it was against Man City at Anfield. You know, like where we were just trying to like find our way. Obviously, not to that devastation because I thought everyone played really well in that game. But I looked at that. And even when we were at a goal ahead, I still thought, nah, I... You know, like there's something about our performance that's bothering us. Like it didn't seem switched on. I felt like there were still so many gaps in that midfield. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the same. It was almost. How do you compare? If you compare it to the Anfield game against City, it was like we took a defensive approach, but it was more out of choice. We took a defensive approach mm. to try and take opportunities. Where in this one, it felt like a minnow against a giant. Yes. In a way, it felt like we had no choice over in the play that way. Maybe that was true of the Anfield game as well, but it just worked better. Um, but in this game. Yeah, we just. I think Thiago was in that game as well, wasn't yes. he? Yes. So obviously, that the caliber's a little bit different. And it yeah, it does help having yeah. good players. Yeah. <laughs> um, it does. Just a bit. It does, yeah, just a bit. Um, no, but th- this felt like it was everything was panicked. We, mm. it, it's boring picking on the midfield now, but it, it is a travesty because you watch, you watch the the even the first half before it, it just capitulated like. Um, screw it, Henderson. Henderson's the target here. Every time he touched the ball, he just passed it backwards. And I know it's an old cliche where he only passes backwards, but that that was the case today. I think he made one good pass in the second half, and yeah. But he looked so panicked on the ball. I don't. I think this is the reason he's never really played in the midfield too. Um, Fabinho can't run anymore, so that doesn't help. Elliot's not a midfielder, and he was kind of playing half wing, half midfield today. But we just could not play through our midfield. And it almost felt like the early days of Klopp without any enthusiasm whatsoever. Like, do you remember 2017, 16-17? We took over Rodgers' team, but without the excitement. Yeah. And yeah, Yes, I know what you mean. Because that team wasn't... It was, it was Hodgson's team, right? So you had like, the likes of Joe Allen and those kind of players that yeah, were playing. Yeah. But we, they, we... Would, they would turn up for him, like if that made mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, we, we I know what you mean. We, there was no, there was like back then it was like all excitement and stuff, and you could see there was players that were excelling and stuff like that. But in the big games, we'd like sometimes avoid our midfield and just go direct. It felt like a return to that. Like every time we tried to play through the midfield, apart from our goal where Hen- uh, where Fabinho passed it to Trent, yes. but then then it was a long then it was a long um, pass to Jota. Um, we we could not play through midfield. We just couldn't. They penned us in all game. Um, it's just not something we could do. It, it was just, we were just outnumbered in there, outworked in there, outfought in there. And I mean, you watch Jack Grealish, who is not someone I'd associate with hard work and stuff like that, tracking back 60 odd yards. Yeah, I'd to like, deny, to deny more Salah. Yeah. Well, you know, to, yeah, yeah. It's just, I just don't see that from like, more, sometimes more will do that, but I don't think anyone's ever questioned Moore's work ethic in our team. Um, it's yeah. I I just 
it's a mix of systemic issues, it's a mix of talent issues, it's a mix of over-loyalty, and I, I just, I don't even know. The first half was, it was good because we were winning, but I think as soon as they scored the first goal, I, for me, deflating's the wrong word, I thought, I just went, yeah, they're going to win. The floodgates are going to open they, now. Yeah, they're just going to win. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that about Henderson and his passing because somebody, um, uh, somebody on Twitter and I had to it made me laugh. David Martinez at David Martinez underscore eighty five. Henderson screams and flings his arms at Konate to give him a two yard pass. Konate gives him the two yard pass. Henderson gives the ball straight back to him. What the actual f? I mean, that is Jordan. Like, why scream for it? Like, if you've got a pass on, do it. Why? Why would you scream for the ball then to give it him straight back? Like I'm sorry, like that, that that just made me laugh. Like he's, that is... he's done that for years, though, hasn't he? Let's be honest. But why? Like, don't it just make you laugh though? Like, when you just think about it as a concept, like I really, really want it. I really, really want it. So you think, okay, he must see something. He's seen a pass on. I give him the ball only for him to give it you straight back. Like angry Mackham vibes. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, I, I have no idea. That is just so bizarre. I mean, it's really interesting you speak about Jack Grealish there. And you know what? For me, Lisa, I mean, I'm a little bit everywhere on this podcast. Granted, it's the first game I'm covering in the month of Ramadan. So I'm sleep deprived. I'm a bit everywhere. Um, so this pod is going to be everywhere. I mean, not that that's ever been an excuse for all the other podcasts I've done. But today we have a legitimate excuse. That's one of the things that really bothered me, Lisa. The fact that Jack Grealish had a really good game. And I'll be honest with you, he had so much joy against Trent. He was, he, he looked like, like Guy said, he was grafting. He was oh, involved yeah. in everything. He, I mean, not that I've watched a lot of Jack Grealish playing anything, but just from, you know, the discussions I've heard and, and read over the last, you know, since he joined City, it sounds as though he had the best match he's ever had playing for Manchester City today. Mm-hmm. Great. So happy for him. Um, and I mean, they were singing his praises on the Peacock NBC coverage like he was Lionel Messi. I mean, it was, I was like, oh my God, please stop. I was about to mute the TV because I just couldn't take it anymore. You know? Yeah, but no, I mean, but you know, I guess, yay for him. Um, I mean, you know, they were saying things about how, oh, he's really settled in finally to this Man City team and coming to his own. And I'm thinking, great, great. I'm so glad. Thanks, Trent, for helping him out today. Um, Yeah, but it wasn't just against Trent. You're right. I mean, there was that one where he chased Salah down. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it wasn't the type of performance I necessarily associate with Grealish. So it was it was a bit of a surprise there. And um, I'm just sorry that it came against us. Mm. Do, should we even discuss our goal? I suppose it's the only bright spot, right, Guy? <laughs> yeah, the false hope spot, I think. It's, uh, no, it, it, was, it was good play. I mean, yeah. it's a nice pass from Trent. I think Jota... I'm not sure if Jota meant to pass it or was it a bad touch? Is that too I, harsh? You know, when I initially watched it, I thought, um, uh, who was the player on him? Was it Ake or was it, I can't, I can't think who, was it Ake on him? No, I don't I think, think it was Ake. Think it was, um... was it a kanji? It was a kanji. Okay, it was a kanji. For me, when I first watched it, it looked like he kind of like shoved him off the ball and it kind mm. of like ricocheted off him and then Salah bounced, like pounced on it. That's what it looked like to me. But I've not rewatched the highlights, so I could be completely wrong. And you never will again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why would you? Yes, exactly. But it it looked like Jota did try to like panic because he lost the ball. So yeah. I might be just being too harsh. But Jota did look nervous in front of goal. But I suppose he hasn't scored it in a year or so now. Uh, but no, it's a really nice finish from Mo, and he does like scoring against Man City. Um, it's. It it was it was interesting. It came out of nothing as well, didn't it? It did. It did. Yeah. Because as I mentioned, they were, they are just penned in, and it was the first time we kind of broke. And yeah. It it what it, it probably was the game plan, but it 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 was working to that point. We obviously weren't defending the best, but we got one nil up. If we improved, it would have it would have worked out perfectly. But no, that that they're the chances we needed to to take, and not to make it a negative, but 
we did have more chances on the break. There were so many chances, like even even that Grealish one where Grealish caught up to more. It was a yeah. bit of a shit ball from or a bit of a crap ball from uh, from Elliot for me because he played it kind of behind him and really slowly. So Grealish had chance to just sprint, whereas Moore had to move and adjust. And it's a bit of nitpicking, but if that was a better ball, I think Moore can sprint run uh, sprint flat out and just run with the ball. Robbo had numerous chances to cross the ball in more more cleanly and more comfortably, but he just he every pass he did just seemed to be first man, wrong decision. But we had opportunities on the break and that was the only one that worked, but it it was probably the only one that only involved the attackers because I mean Robbo had a bad day going forward. Trent didn't really get involved going forward apart from the goal. Um but we had chances to break on them, and we only took one, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's really interesting you mentioned the Grealish one because I think straight after that one, they they score right. It wasn't. It wasn't too long after we scored. Yeah. They scored their first. I mean, there was. I don't remember exactly. It, I mean, do you, I mean Lisa, I, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you some positivity. Do you want to talk about the goal? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't have everyone doom and gloom on this. Well, I mean, yeah. I, it was, I, it gave me hope. I think that's what our, it gave me hope. Yeah. I mean, you know, cause generally if we score first, that's, that's a good thing for us, you know? Oh, I mean, facing a game and I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I actually thought, oh my God, we, we, we might be able to pull this off. And unfortunately that hope was short lived. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I think you're right. I'm not sure that Jada's, that was a pass per se from Jada to, and Mo was able to pounce on it. If it was, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that he even knows, but you know, he at least shielded the ball sort of in the right way that it, it bounced lucky. And, you know, we can, you know, I'll take any of those that we can get, um, even though it ultimately didn't help us in the end, but it seems like there's so many times we talk about, Oh, if that had just, you know, if that had just bounced the right way, you know, for anybody else that would have, you know, that would have fallen properly for them. So it was nice to at least see um, that happen for us. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it feels, it almost feels as though that goal was in another game, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because it's like, that was the highlight. And after that, it was just, there wasn't a whole lot, a whole lot good that, that went well for us, but I don't know. And yeah, it was. But yeah, I think that I think it hurt worse. I think I almost wish we hadn't scored at all if we were going to lose this badly. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, bless you. Well, our lead lasted 10 minutes because Alvarez scored on 27th minute. So them are the only goals in the first half. I saw this in Twitter. You all might appreciate this. It's it's a quote from, I guess, Klopp's post-match press conference. Anfield Talk posted it. Plop. Four-ish players had an okay game, and the rest were somewhere. I don't know. I think that pretty well sums it up. I'm intrigued to see which four. <laughs> yeah, I think four, yeah. four. Four might be a high number of our players that, uh, that had one, no I, 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 I mean, like, really? I'm, I'm interested to see which ones he thinks did well. <laughs> I suppose Salah, Alisson... I, I, you know, he'll probably, yeah, I think Alison Salah, I'm just thinking... Definitely Milner. Really, <laughs> definitely Milner, yeah. 
Um, I'm very, very interested actually to see which which four did well because I mean four yeah. there. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I wrote no. I I just it just no, popped up you. on my Twitter timeline and I I I had a silent chuckle to myself over it. So thought it. No, we we appreciate you for sharing the chuckle. Um. Okay, so. As we said, Alvarez got the, um, their first goal in, in the first half. So, Guy, I've got a question for you. Alvarez scored, De Bruyne scored, Gundogan scored, Grealish scored. Which one infuriated you, like, the most? Ooh, they were all very similarly awful. Um... <laughs> Shall I go first? Yeah. Okay, I was annoyed at Jack Grealish for scoring because I hate him as a footballer, but the De Bruyne one was an absolute joke. How do you concede so early? How do you wobble your head like that? How do you lose your head like that? And for me, I think that was the setting of the tone of um, all the other goals happening. Yeah, and the thing is, Nina, I can't even remember it that well. <laughs> Literally, it's just a big blur. De Bruyne of had the full pitch to himself, didn't he? He started yeah. running and yeah, and this is what I mean. They were dreadful, but all I remember was De Bruyne running, passing it out wide, and then making his way to the box. There was just so much movement. They just outdid us with their movement in all the goals. Well, to be fair, I think Dave Dave made the point that he probably would have preferred Haaland to play because that's we can man mark Haaland, whereas Julian Alvarez can move and stuff, um, which is There's a very good. Te- in it's a technical term, but yeah. yeah. It's we just we've just struggled with movement like that all season, and to have it on such an elite level was never going to end well. But no, I I think I have an answer for you. I think, albeit the fourth goal, we were never going to get back to free all or anything like that. But the fourth yeah. goal, just watch Trent. Like I I think I Robbo I think Robbo was worse than Trent today by quite a bit actually. I agree. But Trent gave up. Like he literally went. I think he went to win the header or the initial touch or whatever, and then just went. Ah. It's three one four one doesn't make a difference. Yeah, I mean, Who cares? Yeah, well, he he gave was up. bad, but at least he was making an effort. It it felt like Trent gave up again. And, and, and this that, ties you know, in. I'm piling on the the Trent, you know, whatever. But but you know, it it is it is what it is, I suppose. And this is what irritates a lot of people because obviously JC Tyrone made that comment in in his call, right? Where he goes that, you know, the players' attitude, I've just had enough of it. So should we talk about the players' attitude rather than talking about the whole game? What do you make of the attitude? Because you know what? I I, I find I find their whole mentality monster thing now um, to be very disingenuine when I look back at it now because, oh, it's all great, you know, being all, you know... Um, all confident and arrogant and, you know, showing the grit and the mentality and team spirit when every single one of you is performing to the peak of your abilities and everything's on your side. Where are the leaders in this team? Where are they? Yeah. Not a single one's a captain. You know, not even Virgil van Dijk. Not a single one of you. You're an absolute disgrace. And you know what the saddest thing for me was? Alison was looking around. Um, I think he, he cleared the ball and he went for a corner. And you should have seen the look on his face. He's looking at his teammates like, what on earth are you doing? There is absolutely no leader. Absolutely no leader. Yeah. And it's so sad to see that when the chips are down, that they actually, they've got no resolve. They've got nothing. Yeah. Excuse me, that's my dog sneezing on the mic. Um, I, I love that he agrees. <laughs> he does. Um, no, I think I think you're spot on there. I think it, it's easy being mentality monsters when you're the best team in Europe. Um, but like, compare this to the season we had no centre backs. They had to show great mentality in those last ten games or whatever when the Super League crack was happening as well to try and get us into the top four and. They showed it then they can do it when we're not in not the best team in uh, well top two team in the country best team in Europe whatever so I, it just seems now they just all seem defeated I think it's just gone I think mentality stuff's one thing but leadership will never know because we're never there uh, we're not in, in there for training we're not there for team um, for team talks etc but. <sighs> You got to look. Some lads have just got to look more arsed. Like I know, Trent's an easy target because, well, he has been appalling. Van Dyke, he's he's always looked casual because that's a stereotype. But he's Dutch. They're all they're all casual. But like, 
people you don't expect it from Henderson, who has basically made a Liverpool career just out of grit. Even he looks unarsed at times. Like, watch him trying to track a runner is painful. Like, yeah, De Bruyne, I mean, De Bruyne probably passed him. Yeah, I've seen him trying to jog into the box every time the goal's conceded, and he's, like, literally, like, two minutes too late. I mean, I, that's a bit of a, you know, like... <laughs> not far off. <laughs> um, but, no, it's like, the, the, yeah, the lads, the lads who... The lads who are, are seen as um, the leaders, the ones who run the dressing room and stuff like that, like Milner's probably more of a physical drop-off, but you could probably say the same for Henderson. But even when Henderson was a physical monster, tracking runners was always an issue for him, but he used to try and make up. Now it's like, you just knock it about him and he like jogs behind people and stuff like I think it was the De Bruyne, De Bruyne one where he's trying to track him and he's running to the back post. It's like, where are you going? You just, I just, these the players you don't expect it from. Like Robbo, I think Robbo's the only one who doesn't show unart, like a bit of unarsed, but he he was horrid today, Robbo. Like he just was not very good. But other than Robbo, I think, and I wouldn't say Moore's attitude's changed, Allison's not changed, but it's hard with a goalkeeper, obviously. There's only a couple that you'd say that attitude hasn't changed, and obviously Darwin's mental, so it, his attitude never changes. But um, yeah, I'd say there's only one, two or three that just haven't haven't wavered in that regard. But the rest of them just look defeated. I think the one that really, really hurts me the most is in terms of an attitude and changes. Um, I'm going to say Fabinho because I. I remember him being absolutely nuts and screaming. Do you remember he'd have all that about him? And he'd lead by his own performances and his results. Like, he always looked up for it. Like, he'd stick his leg out. He'd put in a horrible... I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought they were playing for him today, by the way. Certainly in the beginning of the first half, they they were playing some game where they wanted him booked or sent off. Um, So he did well to kind of withstand that. And, um, yeah... um, but I think for me to see a player like Fabinho really fall off the like to go on the decline like the way he has for me has been personally the most saddest. Henderson, I think we all knew he had his limitations, but play there there have been players that have always made Henderson look good. And now when those players can't do it, it all collectively looks terrible. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes absolute sense. Yeah. You know, another one I would say again, he he looked lost a few times, oh, not a few, more than a few times out there today. Um, Elliot, but you can't fault that he's making an effort. He's just, he's just not of the, pro- I mean, he's not a midfielder. You know, he just, he doesn't suit that position, but, but he certainly doesn't give up. He is very relentless. I will, I will give him that. And I'm not just saying that because he's my fourth child. Um <laughs> I mean, he runs, he runs, he runs those little legs off, but, but I mean, he did look today. It did strike me at some point where I was like, he looks like, you know, a 15 year old playing, you know, in the first team, you know, and I, and I, and I don't mean for that to sound as critical as it does, but he did look out of his depth today. Um, I thought, um, Elliot did, but. But again, he didn't give up. He, you know, he put in an effort. So, and I mean, that's all I want. I, I just want to see the effort. It, you know, even when they're, you know, even if nothing's coming off and they're and they're playing like crap, just make an effort. Make it look like you care what, what you're what you're trying to do. And I think that's to me. I mean, we talked about this on AIP yesterday. But to me, that's you know, that's the biggest disappointment of this season is just this, you know apparent lack of effort or whatever you want to call it. You know what's mad though? You're talking about Elliot there. I don't even think he was our worst midfielder. I actually don't. I, you know, I'd probably say, yeah, probably had one of the better performances and that's quite scary, isn't it, guys? (laughs) He might be one of those four the clock was talking about. (laughs) Maybe he was. (laughs) I hope not. Um... Okay, you know what? Let's change the angle. Yeah, what do yeah. you make of it? Like, let's let's talk about the attack because the attack for me seemed very somewhat disjointed. I thought Jota was having moments where he was turning quite well, and he looked 
he looked less rusty than usual. So that was for me a plus. I was very, very intrigued and interested about Jurgen Klopp substitutions because I I was watching Cody Gakpo today and I don't know, I thought he struggled a bit. I can't lie. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think he looked like he was going to have any say in that game. Just everything he did just seemed to be just off. Like, mm. I think there was what I think, I can't remember who did the pass. I think it may have been Allison. Like, he passed it out to him on the left wing, I think. Mm. He tried to do like a roulette touch, if I do a FIFAism, apologies. Um, <laughs> but he, he just like, Rouletted out of play with a horrendous touch, and it's like, oh god, I miss Bobby from 2017, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was a unicorn of a player, obviously. And Gakpo's never really played that position properly before he joined us, obviously. So I'm never going to expect that from him. But you're just watching him like, <sighs> you're a good player, but he felt out of his depth a bit today too. Yeah, it's like, you're a good player and I'm glad we signed you, but at the same time, why aren't you a midfielder? <laughs> um, but no, that's harsh on Gak. But no, it, it's just weird. I, I understand the false nine thing with him and obviously it helps when Darwin's on the left wing because I think Darwin, we know, won't really do the hold-up play and link-up play and nor should he because it's not his strength. But when it's Jota playing on the left in Gakpo in the middle, you sat there like... Well, Jota's not really going to exploit anything from the left, is he? Mm. So why isn't Gakpo out there? Like, if Darwin's there, he can use the space created by the false nine. Whereas Jota's there, he's kind of not doing anything. And when Jota obviously created the goal, he was central. So, mm. yeah, it just... Um, Gakpo... If, if it's not Darwin, Gakpo should play on the left wing for me. It's uh, it's just a bit of an odd one. Um but we don't know how fit Darwin was, and I don't think he touched the ball when he came on. So no, he didn't. Know. No, he didn't. And that's that's the thing, isn't it? And oh, because, we're going to laugh. Um, Lisa, I'd like to get your thoughts. Well, and I may be coming to this a bit early, but I had seen them on the sidelines. I knew that they were going to be coming in, and I had turned away for a couple minutes because kid number two was headed out the door for something. And apparently that's when the substitutions were made, and I didn't realize. Y'all... I mean, it was probably, I'm like, oh, they made substitutions. Okay, so so who's on? I mean, that was how unimpactful it was mm. that I didn't even realize that it was different people on the field. Um, now, again, at that point, I had kind of given up the, you know, that nothing really was going to happen, but, but that's it. I mean, they brought those players on, you know, in a group, and it, while I wasn't looking and not really listening, obviously. And yeah, turned back around and it was, you know, started watching again. And it was a couple of minutes before I realized that, that those substitutions had been, had been made. Cause I was thinking, I think I make some substitutions. Come on. And then I was like, Oh, they have. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it just, there was no impact by those, you know, substitutions in my and opinion at all. I mean, obviously, um, Lisa, I know, I know you missed the substitution because you, you were busy with kid number two. I love the fact that we call it, call, call your child kid number two, right? Um, so obviously the, 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 subs were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the subs were around 70 minutes and Chimikas came off, um, came on, um, Firmino, Oxley chamberlain and Nunes. You know what really kind of threw me about them subs was the fact that he took off Mosala. There was 20 minutes left in this game. Maybe he's resting his legs. Yeah. Maybe he decided that I can't win this one. Maybe he he knows when he's lost the game. But I, that did not make any sense to me because even through it all, if something was going to happen, it was going to be from Mo. Just my yeah, thoughts. I think Mo. Yeah, Mo. Mo was the only one trying to do anything really. I think if you added Darwin into that chaos, maybe something could have happened, but yeah, Moore was the only one running at people. I think him and right, this is the second time now, isn't it, where Jurgen Klopp's mm. subs have like, baffled us, because he did it in the Champions League as well, didn't he? And me and you were absolutely seething at that, because it was international break. So it, was, yeah. like, it made absolutely no sense for him to do that. It's like, just strange. Like, I think the weird thing is people have been asking why have you subbed Darwin um, in the past, and it's like, 
doesn't really make sense. But we do not have an alternative for more. At least with Darwin, we have other people who can play left wing, who can play up front. Mo is literally the only right winger who's worth playing at right wing. Like, yeah. like Jota, Jota can play there, but he came off at the same time. But I don't want Jota playing right wing. He's a left. He's a left wing or a centre forward. Um, Darwin. Well, we just didn't have a right winger when he went on. Um, Ox was playing right mid slash right wing. It just made no sense at all. Like. If you wanted to damage limitation, bringing on all those midfielders, just play a flat midfield. Play four four two and bring Darwin and put play a four four two. Put Mo up front with Darwin. Mm. Um, move, I don't know, move Elliot to left mid or something like that, um, and just play four four two. Or bring Milner on and play him in his position from fifteen years ago, where he just plays as a wide midfielder. It, it, it no, just and the thing is, Mo doesn't need rest. Unless it's an AFCON season where he plays 120 minutes every three days. He doesn't need rest. We, we know this. And, yeah, it, it was... I think at the moment, you're like, OK, we've got a game Wednesday. We'll, break, we'll take Mo off. So we might as well have just blew the final whistle there. Saved us all, saved us all a bit of pain for half an hour, or whatever long it was. But no, never, unless Mo is literally having the worst game of his career... I probably still wouldn't take him off because I'd rather have more potentially do something than Oxley Chamberlain doing something. Like, come off it, man. Mm. No, I agree. Lisa? Sorry. <laughs> I knew you number two has walked into my office. And anyway. Um, oh, no, well, he was telling me he just went for a scholarship interview, so he was telling me how it went. Um, if you could please oh. ask the question again, I'm sorry. <laughs> just basically your thoughts on the, the whole Mo Salah, like you keep him on regardless, and you know, like Klopp's substitutions are somewhat baffling recently. Oh, oh amen, 100% agree. Yes, they, you know, and it's it's funny, in the past, you know, there's been times where we've questioned Klopp's substitutions, or I think, or even more often than not, why he hasn't even made any, you know, like it seems like he would wait too long for them to make any impact. But this season, it seems to have been more of a question of why, why that substitution? And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know, if, if possible, I mean, you know, the only thing, you know, I don't know, maybe Sala had picked up some sort of little niggle or knock on international duty and, you know, you know, shit, because he is certainly going to be needed, you know, for the other two games that we have in this, you know, next two, you know, week within, you know, seven day period. So, but yeah, but they don't, they don't, none of the substitutions today made any, I mean, why put Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain on when he has barely season? What impact are you, are you expecting him to have some miracle game against Manchester City? I mean, that made no sense to me at all whatsoever. Um, so yeah, they were, and I mean, you know, if you're going to bring James Milner on, bring him on earlier so he can kick Jack Grealish up in the air. That's, that's all I have to say there. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's make this substitution count and, you know, he can, he could kick him hard enough. I mean, if, if Jack's going to, if he's going to dive, then let's give him a good reason to. Um, so yeah, no, but they did. They didn't make any sense to me at all. And yeah, that's the only, that's the only thing I can fathom about Salah is, is maybe it was you know, a precautionary thing um, because we certainly are going to need him for Chelsea and Arsenal, um, you know, in the, in the next week. So that's the only thing I can think of, but, but none of the rest of it, you know, made any sense um, to me at all. I mean, heck at that point in time, you know, we're down, heck throw, as I said, throw Artur on and let him, you know, at least say he got to play at the Etihad. I don't know. I think maybe Klopp got absolutely disgusted with him because, you know, um, I think you also, when uh, Pep celebrated the first goal, was it? And Chimikas was running past him? Yeah. Apparently, um, uh, Arthur went up and hugged him or shook his hand. He shook his hand, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, no, what I missed that. Oh, my gosh. Like, <sighs> yeah. Okay. I, honest God, I'd, 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 I'd put, I'd, honest God, I'd fire him into Mars for that. Like, Literally, like goodbye. Off you go. You know, like what are you teaching? It's not about teaching. Like, are you are you stupid? Yeah. Like, what was that? Are you are you like? Yeah. He's just a dense prick, isn't he? Seemingly. (laughs) 
like, but you know, like footballers, why do they do stupid things? I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Like, that person would be my enemy for 90 minutes. Do you understand what I'm trying oh, to yeah. say? I mean, it like, should be, look, you know, it should be war when you're on the pitch there, you know, for the 90 minutes. You yeah. don't need to, you know, I mean, you don't need to try to purposefully hurt anybody or, or anything like that. But yeah, no, that that's that's the enemy until the final whistle blows. And yes, then you can shake their hand or, or whatever. But, but but while the match is on, uh-uh. They, Pep Guardiola or any of those people in blue shirts are not our friends. Maybe I don't know. But, um, maybe I just think I'd be an elite mentality footballer. It wouldn't be very good. But like, if somebody scored against my team and I'm playing for them, I'd be actually really like pretty much pissed off about that. Like that would be my mentality. Like and seeing somebody celebrate, the opposition fans celebrate the fact that my team's down. Like how can these things not bother them and affect them? Like I just, I don't understand it. But yeah, I think Arthur Mello, like that is like literally the dumbest thing you've done. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say about these footballers. But Guy and Lisa, I have a question for you now. And kind of, I'm a... JC Tyrone mentioned this as well. Like he's absolutely going to hate watching these results, um, these kind of performances, and that that kind of attitude being displayed on the pitch. Now, I have a question for both of you. Um, I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, magboxes, and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. First of all, do you think top four is on? Let's, let's just address the first thing. Do you think top four is achievable, both of you? No. No. Okay, so it's not achievable. I, I think we... So where are you standing? I'm, I'm just going to say it. I say we finish ninth. I think because the season's been that awful, we'll get Europa League, which will ruin <laughs> my life for next season. And I think you're right. I mean, I never would have cared before, yeah. but after listening to you talk so long, I'm like, yeah, we're going to get it. Just We're going to probably scrape it in on the last day. <laughs> All right, guys, you, you, uh, you, 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 get, you, you people are smart, right? So how do we sabotage ourselves so we don't get Europa League football? <laughs> Think about this now. Keep playing today's team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I have a feeling, and it's going to be like seventh, sixth, or seventh, or something. But yeah, um, I I I think I'm going to be expanding my European geography next season and, and learning the names of towns and teams that I never knew before. You get Absolutely. to learn about Moldova. It'll be fine. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, good luck to me trying to pronounce all that on the Eurovision podcast. No, it just can't happen. I'd rather just go out for the seat. I mean, how do you guys feel? I think we're all in agreement on that. Oh, yeah, right? no. I mean, I would rather that, but I just have this very bad feeling that it's not going to happen. We're not going to be that bad. We're going to be bad enough that we miss Champions League, but we're not going to be so bad that we miss Europa. Imagine we get the Conference League. Oh, don't mind that ninth or tenth. <laughs> tenth. That that really, really did. That that's us not in Europe. Period. Right? Tenth. 
Um, <laughs> you imagine they mean better than the European league? What's the problem in Europe? Because they want us in Europe. They are introducing they're introducing those legacy spots, aren't they? So we could get. Oh, geez, are they? Oh, I, all of that stuff kind of confuses yeah. me. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. I mean, we are currently seventh, but we need Brentford. And, if Brentford and Brighton draw, but at the minute Brentford's beating yeah, Brighton, so if them two draw, we go to eighth. Which doesn't get us Europe. So we need Brighton to score one goal, then they stop. <laughs> Fulham are currently winning, so that could ne- that's them on the same points as us. And then Chelsea and Villa play each other this weekend, and they could the winner of that game couldn't go one point behind okay. us. And we play Arsenal and Chelsea this week. So thumbs up. We are so now what, talking what? about wanting our team to lose, which is this season's done to us. So thank you for that, lads. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're having this conversation. But I think it's one that needs to be had well, no, because, honest to God, like I, I, I think next season it derails us even more if we play Europa League. I'm not saying anything will be great next season, but I, I want some kind of fighting chance. And if he, I don't know what's, what what they're going to do in the transfer window. I really don't. I don't think it's going to be an awful lot. If I'm being honest with you. No. I, I think, think it's the, the, the ex- yeah the excuses that like we're talking to three or four players already it's clickbait bullshit they obviously yeah they'll talk to players all year long every day it'll be well not Ward's job at the minute but it's whoever the hell's job follows Ward Hunter whoever but uh, we know the excuses I don't I think I've I don't know if I've said this on the podcast I've certainly said it on Twitter I'm not overly asked if we don't get Bellingham. But we've yeah, pursued we've, we've it. Yeah, we've said this. We've said this yeah, on yeah. yeah, we have. We've pursued him for three years, put that position on hold to get him because we believe he's a unicorn of a player. There's only one of one. We're going to not get him. He'll go to Man City probably because they can outbid Real Madrid and can offer him 500 grand a week plus 500 grand a week from Melbourne FC or whatever the hell. And he gets to play with his friend um, Erling. And, and Grealish, who's apparently yeah. made of as well. Um, to get Mason Mount. Who hasn't played in midfield in about four years? No, like, come on. Like, I think Mason Mount's a good player, but we're going to transform our midfield with a player who's played left wing for three years now? Jesus Christ. If we don't get Bellingham, I'm not overly arsed, but if we don't get Bellingham and our answer is get Mason Mount and, just for a throw name out there, Declan Rice... It's, oh going, my God, it's no. going to be a absolute shit show. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. It's just going to be, it's a modern day Brexit, isn't it, again? Lord. I mean, mm. I'm okay with us not getting Bellingham if we get, you know, if we take the Bellingham money, as, you know, it keeps being referred to, and get three or so other players that can help, yeah, you know, rebuild the midfield and, and you know, shore up other positions that we need. Um, you know, if I'm, yeah, I'm okay with him not coming in. If, if the money, the funds that have been earmarked for him are, are spent properly, you know, and not just. See, Bellingham would only make sense to me now. Had we always, always invested in midfield season in season now, you know, like how you keep things a refresh, like they, yeah. we kind of have done with the attack. Yeah. I think you can agree on that. Right. Mm hmm. Well, it's like it's like when we bought Allison. Like mm. he was, he was one of one. He, there was no other goalkeeper we could have bought who was mm. going to be that much better. Because I think the alternative was like Jack Butland or something like that. Frank, thank fuck for that. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, we could have been worse off. Um, but you know what I mean. He like if we bought Jack Butland, I think Carrius would probably still be our number one right now. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, buying Bellingham is just that. He is one of one, but you have to, now that it's 2023 and we have them, well, let's say we, Premier League teams other than Liverpool can spend an infinite amount of money. Um, FSG podcast, let's turn it into that. No. Um, we've had enough misery today. <laughs> but it it's just, it's not one of one. Because we need three midfielders at the, yeah. at the minimum. It can't be one of one. It has to be three of about 15 options we can pick, and we have to pick the right three. Um, but if we have 300 million to spend, I mean, pick 
pick Bellingham and then we've got 200 odd million to spend on not more but we know for a fact that isn't true and you know for me though guy and and lisa i think we actually need more than three because like i'm Mm -hmm. like traumatized by injuries so i need something extra in there like tiago's injury prone right let's be honest and you've got you've got Kater that'll probably go. I never want to see Henderson play again. Like, really, realistically, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, bring him on for the last five minutes. It's one of those situations with Henderson now. That's where I'm at with him. Yeah. It, we can't go into next season relying on Thiago being a starter. Well, no, I'll reword that. We can rely on Thiago being a starter, but we can't rely on him playing three games a week. Oh, it, has to be, it has to be what. It has to be one of three or we two out of three on, on, on important weeks or something like that. Um, Fabinho. Man City bought on Bernardo Silva. Like, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Do you know what I'm trying to say? At four, four, one up, they they can bring on this quality elite player. Yeah, I can only imagine yeah. what that feels like. Ah, <laughs> oh, dream. It's good, isn't it? But. We can't really relax. We can't trust Fabinho to start next season. Albeit, if we buy a young, say we who's that lad from Southampton, Lavia, we've been linked with. If it's Fabinho, Lavia, yeah, fair enough. You can start Fabinho, but we can um, work in Lavia for the season. But if our midfield next season and this first game of the season is Fabinho, Thiago, and Henderson, it's been a failure. I'm just going to cry. Like, I'm not going to do a show. I'm not going to do a show. I didn't know. That's only so We're supposed to be making ourselves feel better, not worse. Stop it, guys. Well, blame Liverpool. Do. Don't yeah. worry. I do, yeah. I do like our ways of how we're going to sabotage ourselves so we don't have to play Europa football. Though. That, I enjoyed that. That made me laugh. Like that's, yeah. that's the kind of person I am. Guys, is there anything you kind of want to highlight from the game? Or should we just call it a day? <laughs> well, well, actually, no, I've got one for you. What did you make of the ref? Because, um, oh, <laughs> you know what? He wasn't great, but I did appreciate the fact that he's letting both things go then. At least he was consistent with that. My, I mean, do you, do you think we would have beat them if Rodri got no. sent off? No, but no, because we play worse. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think we do. Has shown we or recent history has shown that it does us no good to have. It's better. It's better that he had to maybe pull back a little to to avoid getting the second yellow versus if if they had awarded it then and he got sent off. I mean, because we don't play well against ten men, which is a very weird statement to say. But anyway, yeah. But can you imagine if his head had wobbled with the Fabinho oh, stuff because they were really trying they to get him trying. off? Do, do you know what they I mean? Yeah, so you know what, I'll, I will give him credit for that because that was early on in the game as well and I think that kind of sometimes sets the tone for a referee as well, like how they kind of start the game and I felt like he was just like, no, get out of my face. I mean, I'm not going to lie, he did look like a hard-boiled egg uh, in terms of his um, physical characteristics, but um, uh, yeah, I, he, you know what, he's probably one of the... He wasn't great, but I've seen a lot worse and I think that's probably a fair assessment of him. Anything else from the game, guys? Anything? Looked like the weather was nice. And don't. Ooh. Don't look in. Is it not? Okay, well, uh. sorry. It's raining. It's raining in the northeast as well. Just for Is it? British it chat. Yeah, it's, yes. it's not raining. It's, it's, you know when it's like it's rained and the atmosphere is a bit damp. You know what? I'm told, I'm discussing the weather without me actually going outside just yet. I will go out, but just 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 judging by what I can see outside, it looks like it's a bit damp in the air. Bit muggy. Oh, no, yeah, a bit muggy. But not but it's not hot. That, yeah, it's not, not hot. hot. That clammy yeah. kind of feeling muggy. <laughs> oh well, my god, had, this pod is we had so weird. Last night. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you were speaking. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know. How, it, it's it's gently spitting, Lee <laughs> Summary. I think no, no, that early thunderstorms and tornado warnings, and yeah. yeah, apparently there was one that touched down oh, south gosh. of here. Um, but the sun's out today, so yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So we've had a weather update as well, people. So this part has been certainly excellent, guys. This is the end of the Nina Kowser show. Thank you so much for everyone that joined us live. A massive thank you to Kieran and JC. Really, really appreciate you guys calling in. I know it's tough. 
certainly watching that and stuff and i thought you made you guys made an excellent point thank you to everyone that's joined us on discord as well a massive thank you to Guy Drinkle and Lisa. But before I let them go, let me get some plugs. Lisa, I'll come to you first. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LMarieMH. And the latest episode, 360 of the main Anfield Index pod is up. So enjoy listening to Trev, Cam, and I complain about Liverpool in general. But in an upbeat and fun way. definitely give that a listen please give lisa a follow as well she's absolutely excellent and it's great to see cam trev and lisa the 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 three amigos back on the main ai podcast and guy i know you're a busy little bee so what's what have you been up to uh too no anything is too much with this team at the minute um i've not been up to much it's just two-footed uh, on the Fridays I'm on, uh, but in terms of me being on a pod, don't think there's anything scheduled, thankfully. No, Do no. check out Guy, at, at Guy Drinkle if you want my cheeriness in text <laughs> form. Give him a follow on, on Twitter, and um, yes, um, he does so much producing as well, to be fair. That's why I always assume you're dead busy, because you, you, you like... You're always dealing with podcasts and that chucking in my way and things. So Guy Drinkle is a very busy person. But give both of these a follow. For my part, I'm going to be back on Wednesday um, for the Liverpool-Chelsea game. And you know what? That game is bang on when I open my fast. Like, the inconvenience of Liverpool. You know, like, you're going to ruin my one meal that I have in a day. (laughs) Come on. The inconvenience. Um... Baby, I already know how this is going to go down, but hey, it, it, maybe it works on brand because we need to not get into Europe. So maybe it's a good thing. But guys, thank you. So, I don't know why I'm I'm in a good mood. But anyway, guys, thank you. Yeah, possibly. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Take care and I will catch you in my next um, show. Take care and um, yeah, up the reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.